eat at other than ours and here. Eh? At eat at ours and here. No, it's the spirit. We're going into what I call living in prosperity part two. Father, we thank you because the entrance of your world brings light and gives understanding unto the simple. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for divine enablement that makes preaching easy. We thank you for the unction of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you will deposit on the inside of us today. And our lives will never remain the same. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please bear with me. You can now go quietly on the keyboard, just quietly. You know, there, 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 there are some people in church who, who are concerned that uh, we, are, we are talking about money. Uh, money is not spiritual because we should be talking about the second coming of Christ. Right. We should be talking about, uh, about, about, about spiritual warfare. Right? Um, because when we talk about money in church... Uh, we are not spiritual people. Somebody look at your number and say, you need deliverance. Yeah, yeah, you need deliverance. If that is the way you are thinking, right? And, and a lot of people believe that we should be talking about holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Yes. And I know, right? Uh, but money is deeply deeply spiritual. You know, no, no. There has never been problem with money. The problem has always been with the love of money. That's where the problem is. Are you hearing me? Don't be pressing phone now. The problem has not been with money. It's always been with the what? The love of money. And for years, we were lied to. The money is not spiritual. Spiritual people don't think about money. They focus on fasting and praying. Night vigil and day vigil. Speaking in tongues. Yeah, that's what spiritual people concern themselves about. Bro, you need deliverance. Because while those are important, money is equally what? <laughs> mm. Mm. You, you see, so the church, in a bid to appear very spiritual, they too carry money and put it in the backyard. So that they will not say that we are not spiritual. I'm going somewhere. And that is why the church, most churches today are playing catch-up. We are playing catch-up. Instead of us dictating the pace, expanding the frontiers of the gospel, making waves, controlling politics and policies of men. But because we left money, because we want to appear spiritual, ah, the Lord will help us. 
The truth is that the church needs money to execute the divine agenda. On Saturday, we'll be going to Kirikiri Correctional Center to do what? To do medical outreach. It will involve buying medication. I told Michael, instead of renting one bus, we will rent two. Fully air conditioned. So that more people will come. Bro, do you know, do, do, do you think it is stones we use to hire bus? Is somebody listening to me? We are going to buy medical supplies. We are going to bring in doctors. We are going to provide food for not less than 3,000 inmates. And you are telling me money is not spiritual? Are you okay? And that's why the Bible says my, my people through prosperity will spread abroad. Hallelujah. The church needs money to impact the world. The church needs money to build and expand the kingdom. The church needs money to fulfill the agenda of preaching the word all over the world. You know, the church needs money to occupy till it comes. So I wanted to begin to have a reorientation about the importance, the value of money. And don't let anybody bamboozle you by telling you that money is not spiritual. But hey, they are only talking about money. Hey, they are not talking about deep things of the spirit. Bro, money is deep. Money is what? Because with money, Jesus will come faster. It is lack of money that is holding Jesus back. You know why? The more money we have, the more we will push the world to the far corners of the earth, then Jesus will come tomorrow. It is lack of money that is worrying the church because we don't want to talk about it. We think it's not important, it's not spiritual. Right. And we saw last week how God values money. And encourages his children to be prosperous and be wealthy. And make no, make no apologies to any beggar that you are rich. Am I communicating? Don't apologize to anybody that you are rich or that you want to be rich. Legit. If you are married and money is not in that, your marriage, your marriage cannot be sweet. You will be managing. No, 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 no. no. I, 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 I am telling you the truth. You are telling me money is not important? Bro, don't marry a person where no one get money. Money is sweet. Money is good. Hallelujah. And that's why if you look at the life of the people that God used, from Abraham 
The Bible says Abraham was rich in silver and in gold. Correct gold. 90 carat. 100 carat gold. What are you talking about? Same with Isaac. Same with Jacob. Same with David and Solomon. And you want to be poor? Somebody said I reject it in Jesus' name. Because the time has come for the church to rise and take its place and dictate the things that go on in this world with money. And that's what we're going to be talking today about the pathway to prosperity. The pathway to prosperity. Because of time, I will breeze through seven critical factors that we must have at the back of our minds as we go on the journey of prosperity. So have it at the back of your mind that I will not be poor. I won't. And I've told you that where you are is an apology to where God is taking you to. And that your parents may be poor, but that poverty must not be owned by you. Am I communicating? It's your parents that are poor, not you. Where you find yourself today is what your parents can afford. But you are evolving out of that situation. Hallelujah. Number one, you must have the right mindset about prosperity. It is not bad or unspiritual to be wealthy. Being wealthy does not mean you are going to hell. Being wealthy does not mean you are not spiritual. Just because people think that people who have money don't know God. Who told you? You know, when you have money, your journey to heaven becomes easier. And you travel to heaven in style. Yeah! You can be taking your coca out with chicken laps and talking laps. Then the trumpet will sound. Then you go. What are we talking about? Must you suffer? He's suffering your middle name? No! What are you talking about? Omo, I'm born again no, and I'm not poor. Somebody say I'm not poor. No apologies to any devil. Hallelujah. So you must have the right mindset that it is the will of God for you to prosper. Don't, don't come and tell us that, eh, you know, you know God, God is a consuming fire. Consuming fire does not mean you must not have money. Hallelujah. In fact, the Bible says it is God that gives you the power to do what? To get wealth. God will not give you power to get something that he doesn't like. Cap. He won't give you something. Or he won't give you power. Or enablement. To get something that he does not like. God will do your own for you. You must have the right mindset. Let me run. Number two. We looked at some of this last week. You must desire to be wealthy. It is not wrong to desire that in this life, 
I will not be poor. No, it's not wrong. To have that desire that you will not just manager, eh, eh, you know, I go, me, my family, we are not doing bad at all. We are okay. I've told you that if that is your mindset, you are not okay. You are not! Because when you think, when you do whatever you do, think of other people. Build a country home somewhere. Massive, massive building. Eight bedroom mansion with a lovely garden. Four plot garden. You know why? So that I can go and look for students around the area and tell them to come and have a workshop in my house. When we go to the Lawansons, for example, the, the place is big to accommodate about 80 people. Imagine if they built only two bedrooms. If they were only thinking about me, myself, and I, and my family, 80 students or 80 doctors cannot gather in that house. But they, they were thinking beyond that. So I learned from them. I said, instead of 80, can we have 150? Can we have 200? Can I carry blast leaders for a retreat? Where everybody will have a room. They can wake up and do quiet time and shout like I shout on audacious prayers and nobody will hear them. Desire to be wealthy. There is absolutely nothing wrong. When you are wealthy, the opportunity to impact lives becomes more. You know why? You know, like I said before, money is not the problem. The problem is love of money. Because when you love money, you will abuse money. You will misuse money. But when that money is in your hand, the devil is in trouble! Ah! Money in my hands? I will run the devil out of town. I will so run him out of town that people he has said will never make it in his very eyes, they will make it. The people the devil has told will die in poverty. The moment I jam them, their poverty story changes automatically. The devil is afraid of people like me. Because the people that the devil will say, this one will die in poverty. The moment I appear under God, by the grace of God, their story changes. Now, this is not pride, though. I'm telling you the usefulness of money. But the moment money has you, you are in trouble. Desire to be wealthy. Because your life will be better. See, I hear. I can see, I hear. Oh, you know, here. Bro, you can't be poor. I know life is a journey. But as you travel on that road, let it be locked in your head that I will be rich. Because it is the will of God. Number three. Pray for it. 
Number one is have the right mentality or the right perspective. Number two is desire. Number three is pray for it. Jabez prayed. Jabez said, oh, that I would have blessed me. And what? And enlarge my coast. At the end of that verse, what does the Bible say? And God, because God loves his people to do well, and God did what? Granted him his request. He prayed. Now let me tell you something. When you pray, God will not send a lot into your bank account. Well, tell, let me tell you how God will answer when you pray. Because when you pray and you are serious about it, answers may come in form of favor. Somebody will just look at you and just say, wow, I just like you. I don't know why. Can you do this? Can you handle this? Can you run this business? That is favor. Unmerited favor. That's what prayer does. That is why it's important for you to pray. That's why it is essential for you to pray and say, God, in this life I will not be poor. But God Almighty, I pray that you bless me indeed. And when God sees your heart and knows that you mean it and knows that money will not have you, it speaks to people on your behalf. So your prayer answers may come in form of favor. It may come in form of relationship. Somebody walks into your life. And the rest, like they say, is history. A relationship with someone that will open your eyes, that will change your way of thinking, that will push you to your next level. Answers may come in form of divine insight or idea. Like it happened to Jacob. When Jacob was about to leave Laban, I don't know where that revelation came from. He just said, okay, while the sheep or the goats were mating, then he would put a wood inside one reflective water or whatever he did. And as soon as the goat or the sheep, they look at it, everything becomes like he wanted. Divine insight. Divine revelation. And we spoke about that last week. That when God begins to give you insight or revelation, write it down. And don't be afraid to take steps. Number three, or number four, is the fact that your answers may come in form of an opportunity. It may come in form of an opportunity. And that is the result of the prayers you are praying. All these ones that people say, God, you get a lot. I don't know. Maybe I've not grown to that level. But I know God is not a magician. A lot. How? I don't know. God, please help my faith. But the one I know is what I'm teaching you. An opportunity will come. Oh, may God help you to be prepared for that opportunity. In the name of Jesus. Number four, as we run. No. Number one, your mindset. Number two, desire it. Number three, pray for it. Number four, work for it. Work for it. The place of labor. The prosper financially. Hard work is non-negotiable. Hard work is non-negotiable. You can't just do the minimum and expect to prosper. It's not possible. Fumi mentioned it. Go over and 
and beyond. They ask you to do four things in the office. You do the four. You say in case there is a problem with three and four, this is the solution to four, to three, this is the solution to four. And you're like, ah, but nobody asked you. I'm going to go over and beyond. Anticipate what your employer will ask or your boss will ask and answer the question in your presentation. It is hard work to meet and exceed your customers' expectations. And I'm talking to both corporate guys and business people. You promise me you are going to deliver something to me on Wednesday. And I'm focusing on Wednesday. Oh, what joy will fill my soul if I get a knock on my door on a Monday evening and it is you delivering what you promised. But you know a lot of people what they do? That Wednesday they begin to talk story. There's traffic. They've closed all mainland bridge. Bro, if they exclude Third Mainland, go to Fourth Mainland now. Why are you telling me stories? You promised Wednesday. On Saturday, I have not seen you. Then I begin to fight you. You say, Pastor, no, they fight. Bro, they will fight you. And that's how people lose customers. That's how people lose business. That's how people lose credibility. You promise your boss you will deliver a report on Monday. As at Wednesday, you are still looking for stories to tell. Tales by moonlight. You've got to work hard. Laziness or excuses confine people and condemn people to poverty. At times, you, you, you see some people go for prayer, prayer meeting, night VG, this one, that one. On their job, they are lazy. Bro, praying will not change anything. Fact. Pray from now till kingdom come. You will be poor if you don't work hard. If what you are supposed to do, you are not doing it. Your poverty, the Bible says, it will come like you, you know, all those bandits. The Bible says, the poverty will come like armed bandits. I'm not saying don't pray because I pray. But you will never find me in any program when I'm supposed to be in my office working. Unless I have taken permission. If you have work to do, what are you doing on a work day, in the morning, in the afternoon? Unless you have taken permission, what are you doing? I expect you to be in your office doing work. Proverbs 13.4 says, Lazy people always want things but never get them. Those who work hard, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. this thing is not working. Those who work hard, get plenty. Easy to read version. Those who work hard, do what? Get plenty. It's all those things you want. Under God, all the, using all these principles, bags, shoes, you don't need to have an aristo, you don't need to have a sugar daddy. God will de- deliver them to your hands. There's only this woman one that she, she won't get. Right? You don't, you don't need to steal. You don't need to do anything. When you came to these principles, all those things become secondary. Hallelujah. 
Proverbs 10.4, New Living Translation. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. We want you to work hard. You can't be a liability in the world and come to church and be praying. It's in the Bible, oh. Work hard. That's how we become corporate giants. That's how we secure the promotions. That's how we secure people headhunting us. So that when they headhunt us, they pay us well. We come back here and we transform the lives of people. Am I communicating? When we work hard, we are recognized. We are promoted. Our salaries are increased. And guess what? We have more to do more. We have more to do more. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24. Here he says, Some people are too lazy to plant seeds. So at every time, they look for food and they find nothing. Don't be lazy at what you do. Let me run. Of course, when we talk about working hard, you know you can't escape excellence. Like the scripture for me read, the Bible says, See, as a man diligent in his business, he will not stand before me, men. He will stand before kings. And I've told you that there are jobs and there are jobs. Um, Remy mentioned it yesterday when he was ministering. You know what people say? You can't, you can't be any salary and be rich. Or you can't be having any salary and be rich. You can only be comfortable. I say, it's okay. There are jobs. And what? Ah, or more. I said, there are jobs. You know, because your eye never sees certain level. You buy into that myth or fallacy. Anyway, work hard and be diligent and excel at what you do so that Agbabi Aka and Agbabi Aka will not be your lot in life in Jesus' name. You won't work for Agbabi Aka and Agbabi Aka when there's ExxonMobil or when there's Chevron or Total or Amazon or Google or Microsoft. Or Starlink. Far from you in the name of Jesus. Now, I and I was speaking the other day. And he saw a job. I don't know which company again. Whether Amazon or whatever. The certain salary. 100,000 US dollars. Is it 100,000 or 170,000? Something, something ridiculous. Dollar so. Not Naira. There are human beings who are earning that too. They are not spirits. They are not angels. There are human beings looking at me. Koro, koro, like you are looking at me now. And you know the irony? Some of you are better than them. But you need to get your heart together. And you need to pray. And prepare. So I told him, bro, start preparing. What certifications do you need to get to that level? 
What trainings do you need to climb that ladder? What do you, how do you need to prepare yourself for your future? So that when you get there, I can look at him and say, bro, I feel like going to Bahamas. I'm trying to buy a ticket, uh, but I've not seen one. And I will just say, ah, why are you bothering yourself now? Okay, I bought first class ticket for you. Don't worry. I booked a hotel for you. Don't worry. I'm coming with my wife for years, including your children. Bring them. You won't say amen for me. Omo, yeah. there are levels. You will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. Number five, let me run. Now, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about fighting or whatever. You, you, you know, because, no, 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 no. We, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get there. Number five is giving. See, you cannot prosper without giving. In fact, not giving shows that money has you. It don't hook you. You know, people who tell you, uh, we have nothing to give, uh, you know, uh, God will help us. And when we, when we get there, that is poverty mentality. You know, all this building we are talking about, uh, we want to build, we want to build. A student! I saw the alert. A student gave 5,000 naira. Student! You, you are working! God never touched your heart. Even the devil, you know, Allah and touch your heart. Even the devil will look at you and say, you are wicked. He never crossed your mind. Then let me, ah, this way this man, they talk, talk, they shout. Maybe even if I give my, if I give my 10,000, this man will stop talking. I won't stop talking. Because not giving shows that money has you. If they give you one million naira, you will not do anything with it. Some people, the reason why they are where they are is because they, get, they got 10,000. They could not pay 1,000 naira tithe. Because they say, at this 1,000, I feel used and buy data. I feel used and browse. I feel, then you don't pay tithe. Bro, how can they give you 1 million? Eh? How? No, no. Because they don't bind you already. But you've got to set yourself free. So giving is one sure way of guaranteeing financial blessing in life. I started paying my tithe when I was in university. Not waiting for one that they freeze. To come and set social media uh, blade. And people who were not paying tithe and who were looking for excuse, they quickly jumped on that bandwagon. <laughs> I have never been poorer than I was. Even then, I wasn't poor. If God gave you 10, is it wrong to, for you to give one? Two days ago, I attended a funeral service. Of that, my friend that I told you about died in his sleep. He slept and didn't wake. So, and I was telling someone that the life you live is borrowed. It's not a right. It's a gift. The giver of the gift can collect it at any time, especially when you are not useful to him. That is why you must make your life count. You can't be coming to church and be sitting down on the warming bench. How? And what I do, and I've told you before, nobody pays me a dime. 
All this one that I'm shouting up and down. One cobalt, nobody they pay me. I get back home, I face my, my office work. On Monday, I go to the office. I do my work. As I'm doing that, at times I'm preparing for audacious prayers. Nobody pays me one time. But I do it because I love God. And because the love of God means more to me than any other thing. And there are people in this church, you keep coming and you are not moved. They say, give, you are not moved. What will move you? Eh? What will move you? Give. And I've told you that when I say give, me, I'm giving already. Right. Because I understand the importance and the spirituality of giving. Giving opens up channels of divine flow. As I begin to wind down. Giving opens up channels of divine flow. Giving guarantees an endless flow of God's grace in different areas of your life. You know, I can't, I can't just share testimonies upon testimonies because of the limitation of time. But one thing I will never stop doing till I die is to give. Never. I will never stop. At times, the way I give scares me. But now, that does not mean that everybody that comes to me and say, ah, Pastor, um, this, uh, Pastor, that, I'll say, hey, oh yeah, take, hey. No, no. I have the Holy Spirit. As you are talking, God is talking to me. As you are talking, the Holy Spirit is talking to me. I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. So I'm not a fool. But there are kingdom projects. There are lives that must be touched. There are destinies that must be built. And money is a critical factor. God will find me worthy in that calling. It's, it's, it's not, um, not boast. It's not... It's not, be, it's not humility or humility. It is a calling that I've understood and I've keyed into a covenant forever for myself and generations unborn. Let me challenge us. There are plethora, plethora of scriptures regarding this. If you go to Luke chapter 6 verse 38, if you look at the New Living Translation, it says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaking together to make room for more. You see that? To make room. When you give, they will give back to you. They will shake it. They will shake it. Press it down. They will run it over so that there will be room for what? For more. More for who? For you. You know, some of us have keyed into an Endless flow of divine blessing, divine settlement forever. Even if I make up my mind that God, the one way you do it, I'm okay. It's too late. It's too late. He has sworn he will not repent. It's too late. Oh no, it's too late. You can get to that level. You've got to be generous. You've got to be generous. So that there can be room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Let me challenge some of us here. Looking at me. You need to allow God to speak to you. Especially as we move to Blast Arena. 
What part can I own? Personally, before anybody even started talking about building or anything, I owned the feeding of students in this place. You know how much that cost me every week? I won't tell you. You think I don't need money? You think I don't have children I need to send to school? But there's an understanding that was unlocked years ago that has given me insight into an everlasting flow that will never end. You've got to own your own. We serve tea, we serve coffee. Can you own it? And say, Pastor, as the Lord leave it, every coffee, tea, sugar, milk that we will use in blast till Jesus comes, you can count me on me. Your own can be all the newcomers um, gift pack from now till Jesus returns. Pastor, never bother about it again. The church will never bother about budgeting for it because I will be responsible. Pastor, all the water, all the drinks that will be served in blast, don't bother about it again. You can count on me. Me, I don't enter my own. There's room for everybody. Don't say, hey, well, there's nothing. I have contributed to the building and there's nothing more. There is more. Pastor, I want to put money down for the welfare of the less privileged and the poor in our midst. When I was in worry, that was how I got close to the general overseer. Ah, my time is going. I went to his church. I didn't know him. I was blessed. Thank God for my wife that pushed me to that church. That's why I must marry a good woman. I met daddy. You know, we were having a one-on-one church. I said, sir, you know, this is a new place for me. This is worry. I don't know anybody. Can I give money for the schooling of those who don't have money? Now, worry, I'm not from worry. My parents are from Agawi. So this is not a tribal thing. It's just the love of God. Can I give money so that people who don't have money to go to school your council can come together and decide who this money can help go to school. Nobody sent me a message. The man looked at me. You are new here. You know what he said? That's why I love the general overseer. Not because he's general overseer, but because he's a man that I love. He said, wow. You, a stranger, you are doing this. He said, my money will be in it. You know what some other pastors will do? Ah, the Lord bless you. Let me pray for you. Bro, don't pray. Put your money where your mouth is. Put your money there. Don't spiritualize all these things. That's why I will never be a pastor that will only pray for you. And say, God bless you. 
Before you get there, my money don't go ahead of you. Am I making sense to you people at all? This building we are building, the Geo's money is there, personal money. Personal money, they did. That's the kind of Geo me I want. Not God bless you. And it ends there. Well, the Lord will help us. Let's move on. That's our room. Number six. I'll stop here. Integrity. You know, there are some people who are heavily talented. They are very good at what they do. But they lack integrity. Nobody can trust them. They say one thing. People see something different. And it's not a question about we belong to the same church. There are people who belong to the same church with you. If I need something, I will never come to you. And I don't hate you. It's because I don't trust you. I once attended a church and there was this man who I don't know what or he is because he's still there. He's into real estate. The day you tell this man you're looking for a house, you collect your money. After that, the only thing you'll be hearing is story. The landlord traveled. I gave it to one agent. They didn't want this one. Okay, 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 I don't want it again. Give me my. When you have integrity, people will trust you with opportunities that will change your life. So when people are not being honest, they think they are scamming people, but they hurt themselves more. So as you grow in your career, as you grow in your business, let integrity be your watchword. If you are an artisan, if you need to fix this in my house, and it will cost 5000 to buy, don't call it seven. Don't call it eight. That is what is called a gunje. Cost money. Tell me 5,000. But my workmanship is 5,000. If you are sewing, you want to buy a material and it will cost 10,000. Don't call it 15 or 20. Because you know they will pay. Don't do that. They may not know, but God knows. Don't do something with you can't patronize somebody and say, Michael, give me a good suit. Michael gives me a fantastic suit. I say, Pastor, your money is fifty thousand, and I'm paying Michael twenty. How? How? It's lack of integrity. What did we agree? I gave him. I gave him. They sent you somewhere to go and buy something. They told you it is one million naira. You got there, you negotiated, negotiated, you got it for 800,000. And you come back and you say, ah, Oga, ah, one million. Thank God that it never increased. Hallelujah. 
Or you collude with somebody to change receipt. You bought it at 800. And say, ah, they don't tell me, say, now one million. I'll put one million. The remaining 200,000, I'll give you 50,000. Me, I'll take 150K. Can 150K solve the problems of your life? You know, a lot of people do that. Don't do it. You know what that will do? It will ground you. Nobody prospers with, with fraud. No, don't. Let's stand up to our feet. You've got to make up your mind. I will be rich, but I will be rich legit. I will play by the books. I will be a man, a woman of integrity. I will work hard. I will exceed my customers' expectations. I will do what is right. I will give because God so loved me. God so loved me that he gave his best. Somebody said, you can give without loving, but you can never love without giving. You can't tell me you love God and you're not giving your best towards this. Oh, lift your hands to God and pray. I say, God, help me to prosper. Lord, this prosperity, I must prosper. I may be struggling right now, but God, I am on my journey to the land of prosperity. I'm on my journey to the land of abundance. I will not die where I am. I will not die where I am. I will not die where I am. God, I am going somewhere. Lord, you will lift me up. You will lift me up. I will be mighty upon the land. I will be a mighty man of wealth. As Adam, as Abraham was rich in silver, was rich in gold, was rich in cattle, God, I will be rich in gold and in silver. In the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody talk to God. Say, God, I refuse to be poor in my life. I refuse to be a caretaker. I refuse to be a tenant all the days of my life. God, I will own my own house. I will buy my own car. I will influence lives. I will impact destinies. I will give to nations. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, help us. May we not be nobodies in this life. Where people are spending money, may we not spend mouth. May we not make mouth. Where people are spending good top dollar. God, where people are impacting lives and influencing destinies, may I not be saying, God bless you. Lord, my money will always be on the table. My money will always be on the table. My money will always be on the table. I will not be a nobody. In the name of Jesus. Through my hands, nations to be sustained, destinies to be molded, and lives to be transformed. Glory to Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah.